Space is infinite. <laughs> oh my. Space is what neutral. Is that? It is Hawkwind? Uh oh. Stars occupy minute areas of space. They are clustered a few billion here, and a few billion there, as if seeking conservation in numbers. Space does not care. Space does not threaten. Space does not comfort. It does not speak. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leave. two words of you just said. All right. <laughs> Sorry, we had to get out of that wormhole. Right. It was getting way too deep. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in a Floyd hole. Uh, <laughs> I, that's a good enough start. I mean, fuck it, man. Um, all right. We're, we're in a special edition of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Uh, this is actually episode 34. Uh, you've heard at least my disdain all year about the music that's been coming out and... This week, there's just nothing, so we were like, fuck it. <laughs> we're there's gonna... nothing left to talk about. Uh, no, there isn't, and then part of the problem is that people have forgot their roots, so we're going to try to like take them down at least one of the roots, uh, and that is a much maligned, although not in this realm that <laughs> we exist in, uh, genre of space rock. Yes, yes. Um, space madness. <laughs> Uh, if you aren't familiar with space rock, which uh, I don't know how you, I mean, you can so you can call it classic rock. Some people call it. Yeah, some people yeah, yeah. call it like Hobbit rock. In with that, yeah. Uh, there is a subset that intermingles with ass rock of the seventies, which that's going to be a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but essentially, once uh, people really got a hold of their acid in the sixties yeah. and seventies. They really got a hold of their inner astronaut and <laughs> decided that, uh, well, they didn't quite go to space. They went to the inner space of the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and they explored inward sometimes. They did explore you inward. Know? And, um, you know, there's there's a large crossover between like, just straight-up psychedelia. Um, but th- there were some people that didn't quite, I guess, master their craft. <laughs> so, uh, but it's the music that endures because it's people that were really uh, damn fine musicians and, and um, really had good intentions. <laughs> really that they did. Intentions. That they did. You know. Um, if you if you think about like shows back then, um, we're talking about bands like uh, the ones most people would know. I think are like. Pink Floyd, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, uh, Gentle Giant. I left Gentle, that off. Yes, <laughs> yes, Genesis, Genesis, er, early, early Genesis, early Genesis. Um, yeah, they're they, a great example of the major transition you can make. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 we'll be breaching that uh, eventually, but um, it basically gave people an opportunity to explore themselves in uh, less of a pussy way than say Nick Drake. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry to drop that on people. <laughs> wow. Did I bring it down? It's no. all right. It's, it's not cool. We're just start, <laughs> okay. we're just starting up the warp okay. drive, so it's okay. all right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Like I said before, the, the touchstone of that is uh, really uh, Pink Floyd. That's what everybody knows. Uh, but to get started uh, before we get into this, and then we're, we're like actively all rocking playlists right now. Uh, yeah. I'm play a song. Like everybody knows, like Dark Side of the Moon. And everybody knows uh, that Gilmore guitar. Like everything is just yeah. you're supposed to melt. Especially Dark Side of the Moon leading up to this. And this actually came out the same year. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon came out. It's uh, obscured by clouds. And there's a track off it called uh, "The Gold That's in the Hills" that showed a little more. Uh, there was still rock left in this. Oh yeah, <laughs> but and it does rock. So this is uh, "Gold That's in the Hills" from uh, "Obscured by Clouds." So, classic drum fill. Yeah, this is, is classic <laughs> drum, huge drum fills, uh, lyrics that take you on a journey. This was actually done for a soundtrack uh, of, a, of a French film. Oh, was that Zabrowski Point or whatever? No, it no. was. Um, it wasn't more. It was. Do you know what it was? Oh, yeah. No, the film was obscured by clouds. What was it? Oh, yeah, so. and it was when people were trying to recreate the first scene of 2001 in film mode. <laughs> so. And that's um, the origins of space rock. Yeah, it, it, it's not the origins, well, but I, mean, I was gonna say. I mean, no, no, no. I shouldn't say. That. Astronomy mm-hmm. oh, Domine yeah, yeah. was 1967. That's yeah, that's true. true. I mean, they, they were deep in the acid, but this is like a good example of where, you know, there's there's a lot to rock about in this song going on, but there's not like it, it's taking you on a journey you don't know where, and honestly, it doesn't make sense. Just yeah. gold in some hills, yeah. and hey, check this fucking bitching guitar riff out <laughs> unnecessary drum like Phil it's all the hallmarks of uh, this genre that would sort of overtake uh, the late 60s and early 70s and, and unfortunately into the 80s in yeah. different <laughs> in different in different forms different measures yeah. uh, the point is uh, if you didn't heard that and it sort of didn't rock your face off then you probably don't like rock and roll because everything yeah. is there. Um, it doesn't make sense. Um, but sonically put together, it's such solid like songwriting. All the fundamentals yeah, yeah. are there. Sure. And it's just a little extra kick for like when you're... You know, for when you're feeling it, you know? Yeah. When you need yeah, it, you know? You it, was Echoes? Kick. No, that was Metal that Echoes mm-hmm. was on. Yeah. Is that their next album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. And Not to move away from this, but... Yeah, and it's and they definitely went into like uh, 
a very and explore like live of Pompeii being like the yeah, best that's... case scenario, scenario of that. <laughs> Where they, you know, were like beating on gongs and dogs were barking yeah. and stuff. And sure, and you know, we should be clear: this is the exact shit that Punk was saying. Oh no, no, no! Fuck that! So, well, it, but that's that's true. That's a, now here's a good point: is that and actually one of the next songs I want to play um, because uh, is they were saying that, but if now if you put them together. Take away the solos and stuff. Yeah, the, all the, the like the songs, aggressiveness yeah. of a lot of it is there. There's a lot of wank to be sure, yeah. and there still is. Well, it's fish, but but there's there can be a lot of wank. But when it's done correctly, like the Floyd did, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's you know the it, the bombast of. Prague, which space rock is mm-hmm. you know indelibly linked to and Absolutely. part of, was what people said. No, we need to be able to strip this down, get down to two chords, and mm-hmm. just rock our faces off here because it got so over the top. And that's part of the fun is it is over the top yep. and it's unabashedly over yep. the top. It's we've got fifteen people up here and a backing chorus, and we're just gonna do that yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what like lots of people may want to start bands after hearing a punk band nobody wanted to learn how to play the fucking guitar but every single one of these like space rock bands yeah, that we're yeah. going to talk about like you hear that and you're just like dude well yeah I, it, I, I can do that with what they play guitars with two necks yeah they play guitar- <laughs> sometimes three <laughs> they play guitars with phasers yes, delays yes. fucking double delays double phasers uh, it's all like sort of the and the excess before you know it, it, it plays into a lot of too what spinal tap was making fun of like in the sure, metal sure. scene like it's it all feeds into like how this has evolved and 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 so you have like even like hardcore metal bands can sort of just sort of ease back a little and you know you're looking at like I said Gentle Giant mm-hmm. you know which is but that's the thing the way people maybe felt like they didn't belong it's, there's a certain category of people that kind of mm-hmm. go into space rock and kind of want to play it and it's like mm-hmm. they don't really feel like they belong in the rest so they kind of gravitate towards that it feels, yep. in the same way that people gravitate towards punk music in the sense yeah it's and, just the, and wa- the, in wanting to play it it's like it it tends to in many cases be like there's generally singing about like I don't belong in this and that's what I'm singing about it's yeah, kind of like I mean, an outrage against what's happening here so I'm going to want to do something else and to be overly yeah. reductive, I think that the the punks were punks were like angry kids, and the and the and the progs and the space rockers were just bitter music nerds. Like, yeah. well, I think they tend sure. To be I mean, if if you go bald by the time you're 28, and then yeah. what, what else is there to do but put on a cape? I mean, and speaking of that, like that brings us around to like your next sort of touch point, like to ease people into it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were introduced to. I mean, I know I was introduced to. Yes, uh, owner of a lonely heart. I know one two five. Uh, the Trevor Rabin uh, version of Yes uh, is, is the entire old band with this slick like he was English but LA producer. Um, and then that came out in the eighties and then there you had no choice but to be like, well what other albums do they have? And the album that you would immediately dive back yeah. to, they're like, There's a double live album. 
that's probably going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be like 15 <laughs> minutes of Owner of a Lonely Heart. It was not. No, nah, yeah, it <laughs> no. was not. No. <laughs> no. It, in fact, was this. Just my keep. It is off of uh, Yes Song's uh, Siberian Katru, and it was obviously the next logical place you go <laughs> looking for Yes. Uh, but when you found it, you found uh, basically a bunch of people uh, that uh, if, you know, we were, like Paul, you were saying, like, you know, it's sort of like. Didn't, out of place, didn't know what else to do, and then just like, yeah. ah, I gotta do this. Yeah, and it's then, like. The dudes playing Dungeons and Dragons together, like maybe we should start a band. Yep, you know it's. <laughs> yep, that's true. And it's so. And if I could create the music that would be played while Dungeons and Dragons, and was like that intent head, is yeah. so worn so strongly on their puffy sleeve, it's not even funny. I'm a level ten drum player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's 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 where we're at with this. But you know. The great thing about this is that, like, it is, like, you can, like, laugh at it and stuff, but at the same time, like, everything, like, they're doing is fucking rock-tastic. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's just, like, here, here you go. I think that was always the interesting thing about... Harpsichord solo? What? Of course, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And not a real harpsichord. No. Synthesized. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think that's, you know, comes into play here. It it was one of the... I wouldn't say first, but one of the major infusions of synthesizers mm-hmm. into rock. Uh, they music. definitely were the first. Like this is it. where you really started to see the inclusion of that. I feel. I feel like you know, and it was actually good before things got terrible. In the yeah. 80s, so. <laughs> 
Well, it generally always starts out with good intentions, you know, and then it just, you know, yeah. And then suddenly people have a synthesizer around their neck and a piano key tie. And you don't hey, know I got one of those. Of course you do. Uh, yeah. I mean, why would I not? Yeah, but this is, you know, Rick Wakeman, you know, with suddenly you saw a dude on stage who was completely 360 degrees surrounded by multiple synthesizers playing them all at the same time. And you know? I think I saw you doing that once. <laughs> and, and, and it cannot be stressed yeah. enough. Well, I've watched the, yeah, well, I've watched the video and learned from Rick, you know? Yeah. Like the, there's a large there's a large contingent of this that is is based on like role playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is uh, based on. Uh, I mean, rock and roll is theatric, especially back then. Uh, but the theatrics they chose were to emulate, you know, Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, they're like they're out. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. out with the old gods. Yeah, yeah. What you know, summoning and, stuff. You know, I mean, J- John Lord Anderson, of of that, yes, yeah. would go and have like crystal ceremonies on stage after this song, um, yeah. and you know, to heal people. And it, yeah. and it, it, it took it beyond. It was basically you had your hippie stuff. Uh, Grateful Dead we'll talk a little bit about because they actually have a thing called space. But, yeah. But you had your hippie stuff going on like this, and then you had this was just aggressively rock. Like the, every, everything was just turned up a little. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, But the role-playing here I think mm-hmm. is one, something that's distinct um, and not unique to space rock, but I think it's something that they kind of grabbed onto and went with you know, heavily. And when you talk about concept albums, it felt... It seems like most space rock albums have a concept, i.e., the concept is about space, but or hobbits or something. But, uh, it's, you I know? think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what they were interested in. It seemed like the infusion of sort of this some sort of story or story they were telling through, and they were basically that's just right. playing the music to that story, mm-hmm. whatever they were, you know. And by the way, <laughs> this story is nine minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean. It's another thing. Like he, he, we're not talking about like quick little doses of like, oh no 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 sugary goodness. We're talking about like you strap in yeah your imbibement <laughs> of choice and uh, and you're good. But and hang on, uh, yeah, lots of black lights. Lots but of, that's something that's unique. I not I shouldn't say unique. It's, it's, it's totally also it. a unique feature of space rock that they you know. I mean that they. You know, they were exploring deep space, you know, through their music and trying to figure out you know, new areas they could go to. Yep, indeed. Um, so going on at this time, I think, was Genesis kicking around? Yeah, they were mm. like 72, 71. Was Genesis really space rock, though? This is where I start going to the prog versus space rock even though I know yeah. space rock is kind of is as we said like a subset <laughs> of prog like I always thought of like even early Genesis as less space rock and more just like straight wanky prog you know yes <laughs> <laughs> um, so you see the cover of this album yeah <laughs> if I can find uh, it what, what are you pulling up here just their live album what we can't dance <laughs> Well, them dressed as like space dudes. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> well, hit, hit a track off that. Yeah. yeah. Let's do, so what, uh, what we got here? Let's just uh, start at the beginning here. All right. Let's see what happens. Hmm. 
See, I'm, not, I'm not getting yeah, this that's space a little, That's a little uh, suspect. It sounds more like fish than space rock. Yeah. Okay, let's try this one. This is called The Return of the Giant Hogweed. This is called The Return of the Giant Hogweed. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. There wait, we go. Hold on, yeah. Unnecessary guitar solo at the beginning. Paul's feeling it. <laughs> Okay, locked into it. Locked into it. Yeah. Yeah, I stand corrected. So I think what we're so finding is, so far as we as we work through this is like bass heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bass is guiding it. Like yeah, yeah. bass bass players just like lots going of on. sudden left and right turns, you know, that are kind of jagged. <laughs> yeah. But this is when Peter Gabriel was still in Genesis. Absolutely. And so I feel like after he left, they took a little bit of a different turn. Kind of away from Once this. Once Bill Collins took it all over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just it went <laughs> yeah. straight off into the... Sounds like a yes cover band that just doesn't have the oomph. You know, they just—it's not—it's not that good. No, no. So, so that's a good picture of where things were at. Um, And actually, around the same time, though, there's a little band. uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but Lemmy Kilmeister. Well, Lemmy? Yeah. What? A little little band called Hawkwind. Oh, that's right. I forgot Um, that he was in Hawkwind. He was in Hawkwind. Um, And uh, we're going to hear a song in in just a minute if we can kill Genesis there. Yeah, yeah. right. Please. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So Hawkwind came along about this time, but they sort of wanted to rock a little more. Um, This was was Lemmy's first band. It was a band that he got kicked out of. I think if you've seen the documentary, because he wasn't a nerd enough, I am, I'm not making that. I mean, it was it was it ended up being substance abuse, but they were like, "You're just not feeling what we're feeling." <laughs> and oh. oh, so he, in terms of Hawkwind, yeah, the rest of Hawkwind, yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. Let, let me let me verify well, this here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> While Kevin is verifying, we're gonna. Jump in. Yeah, yeah, play play some Hawkwind and we'll come back to it.
that, that is off of which album is that? That's uh, off of uh, Space Ritual. Yeah, so Space Ritual. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. The Space Ritual Alive. Yeah. How about that? That's... 1973. So that, that is, uh, yeah, I, I get a little uh, cut up. I was like, oh, Lemmy didn't join until 1972. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's shaping this. But yeah, they, they actually kicked him out of the band. And this is like, in this, you can hear a lot of the sort of progenitors of like what it's came later. Harder rock, you know. Harder rock. Yeah. Uh, and then, granted, they're coming off Zeppelin, so there's a lot of that coming on, going on, and still have Black Sabbath and stuff. But. Easing into the smooth, smooth ass rock sounds of the seventies. Um, you know, this uh, could maybe get in the subset of Van Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's starting to bridge that gap between the two. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, come on. What space rock isn't Van Rock? <laughs> I think it all is. Well, I mean, yeah. here's a, here's an important. It depends on what you're doing no, in your band at that moment. Yeah, it does. You could. You could if you got your Here's lady the in there and you want some if you your, maneuvers, if you got your lady yeah. in there and she's got one tattoo, this is going to work for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you got your lady in there and you play yes, it's never going to work for you. What, what if you play Rush? <laughs> we're we're going to get to that <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, so. Um, you know, sort of bridging the gap out of the like more psychedelic stuff into the more rock stuff. Uh, you had Hawkwind, and they continued on, and then, uh, then uh, as Paul so <laughs> graciously pointed out, <laughs> up jumped Rush. Um, <laughs> we putting it on, or we could go. Well, to this. I mean, uh, let's, uh, Paul, I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> oh. I bring you fire. <laughs> <laughs> Now we don't know what's going on. <laughs> little Arthur Brown. Okay. I, I took us back because I thought getting to Rush was maybe a little too fast. All right. <laughs> You're going to pull the trigger. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it's terrible to do visual shit on a podcast. Oh, my God. Wow. So this is 1968. All right. There's somebody dressed as a mushroom. <laughs> There's somebody dressed as Loki. There's Marvel pay us now. Uh, it's some great special effects in that video. Actually, you're not joking. They're actually for the time? No, that's just a half-exposure like, fire over a video being shot. I, we, we haven't started the film site yet. All okay. right, all right. Just uh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to. Uh, well, tell us about Arthur Brown, Andre. I don't know anything about Arthur Brown besides. Uh, right, so, so I am the god of hellfire that Prodigy stole for one of their albums <laughs> in 1998, I think. Uh, really? I think it was in their. Uh, yeah, Prodigy stole that for one of their songs. Damn. <laughs> 
But that's uh, I don't know anything about Arthur Brown. But that, that I know that song. I think that's the like only song even, he had. Even watching that is yeah. just like fascinating. <laughs> Go to the YouTube's and type in Arthur Brown. I we'll, we'll have a link to this. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a link because to this, this is uh, something special. If you've yeah. never seen it before, 1968. 1968. Man, lighting his head on fire and singing songs about fire. I was just yeah. fitting in the space rock thing. <laughs> just we just. Well, I was just taking it back, like thinking about the development of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So this is the late '60s when this, you yeah. know, because I I think space rock kind of came out as a by out of the psychedelic rock movement. I mean, I can't imagine it came, how it came out of it. It was, you know? it was it sort of ran concurrently with it. I mean, it's 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 again, it's a, it's a lot of subsets, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Venn diagrams. Yeah, because it has because asp- it has so, a lot of aspects of like like say the dead. Mm-hmm. We'll come to that and and we can talk about it however we want, but um, they kind of helped. They were part of the group that helped kind of bring people to say, we're going to play a 20-minute song. Yeah. And kind of like got people into like, oh, rock bands can do this mm-hmm. because that's a key component of space rock yeah. is that songs are 10 minutes long. Well, they, convinced, they convinced hippies that rock bands can do this because that's rock true, bands yeah. were doing this forever. Well, that's true, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it... Um, I guess they convinced their audience that this is what they wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean because you know? because that, it, it it was a very subtle transition. So if you, if you think about um, your hardcore psychedelia um, mm-hmm. that is also in the space rock subset, and as it sort of moved on through the seventies, and dudes like I won't say lost their shirts because they probably weren't wearing them because they were on too much yeah. acid anyway. Yeah. <laughs> The hair got a little longer. Yeah. The mustaches got a little more bitching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you you rolled into this thing that like um, rock fans just sort of came to accept. But having like bands like I keep saying Gentle Giant, I need to find. Yeah, a song you need to find. Yeah. But um, I but, think it became more ex- not accept. Like, I shouldn't say acceptable, but it it, it wasn't <clears throat> as like stark. To hear someone well, singing about these sorts of things or talking about them on a rock album, I guess. Yeah, I you know, mean, so that like like dudes like Arthur Brown in 1968, that song right there, and seeing that like how that all became like oh, it's you know, yes is not a, as shocking as that even you know. No, <laughs> so it's like no, no. he kind of helped you know, kind of expose people to that like people can do yeah, this yeah, crazy yeah, shit yeah, and it can be part of m- music that you can listen to and. And so then when we now are talking about space crystals and traveling to Jupiter, <laughs> like it's not, it's like, okay, cool. I'm there. I'm right there with you. You know, I want to hear about that. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but, I'm interested in that. Yeah, you, know? you got to have something to listen to while you smoke your weeds. Yeah. Well, that's true. I, yeah. you, you got to. And, and, you know, these provided it and they also provided like the, sort of a little more muscular. Uh, let me see if this, this song works. This is uh, from Gentle Giant. I th- think it will here. Uh, it's. Oh, 
Yep. Oh, it's no. all right. No, no, I'll <laughs> keep going. Right, I'll keep right. going. Wait, there we go. So, so that's squarely. Yeah, that's in the seventies, and 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 you know, people here and that they just want to rock. Yeah. They're sort of these guys look a little safer than people in capes. But the jazz influence is there. Jazz influence you know, is there. I think there was a huge jazz component to this. Well, that's coming out know. to prog rock. Yeah. I mean, his prog was uh, incredibly influenced. Mm. Or, but um, I guess what we were getting up to was Rush. Yeah, I didn't mean to divert us with Arthur Brown there. He did. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> oh, oh. So we made it to the seventies, doing all this stuff, and actually rushes. Sort and of many the people 70s. didn't make it through the seventies. That's true. Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is an example of grooving space rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> It's a little nectar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Eight-part harmonies. With the wah. Pointing to your hobbit. Here we go. Casting Hold a spell. You Make can. it heaven. Yes. All right. That was nectar. That is... An album that only has two songs on it, because <laughs> each song is thirty minutes long. I think. Holy shit! <laughs> like one song per side. I, I believe so. Oh. That might yeah. be the purest distillation. Yeah. Of space <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah, it's called "Remember the Future," Part One and Two. Two sides, two-sided album. Wow. You know, Nectar back in the old with a K. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Nectar with a K. <laughs> I, mean, I think we keep finding stuff that sounds like you know the more like, we're, we're hearing tonight like it, it, more I realize how yes basically was every band that's in disguise yeah yeah some bands that wear blue cape some yeah. bands that wear red cape it doesn't <laughs> some, matter yeah some um, capes have crystals on them so yeah exactly um but eventually bands stopped emulating yes <laughs> um except for yes anyways that's true and we landed on a band called Rush. Yeah. Came out of the Great White North, <laughs> um, and you can argue that it's prog, uh, but everything about them screams um, dorm room rock. Yeah. So, Paul, tell us a little bit about this. Um, well, Rush definitely went for the futuristic <laughs> and fantasy <laughs> themes. Yeah. Uh, they rock. Um, I'm, I'm going to say harder, but it's not because these other bands weren't loud, but just kind of a, a little bit of the uh, harder, more metalish edge that you got yeah, in yeah. the '80s to yeah. the space rock and the prog stuff. And then you've got Geddy Lee's voice, which isn't quite like yeah. any of the other stuff yeah. you've heard so far. So. Would you say it's, it's alien? Yeah. Um, it is might that, be. That's what he was going for, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. going for an alien. Uh, yeah, so the trio of Getty, the Alex Lifeson, and 
I can't believe I forgot the drummer's name. <laughs> oh, regardless, best drummer oh, in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone calls him What's the best. What the fuck? What the hell is his name now? <sighs> no, I'm gonna. No, I How have does to this look happen? Because he drank too many beers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in space. Why? Really? No. That's Come not, on. That's not his name. Why does it say? It's oh, not Klaatu Barada Nikto. Why? Oh no. Neil Pert. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, old motherfuckers. Eighteen tom drums. Hey, here's shit and I so hate. Many, the Twilight Zone. So the Twilight many. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of has It's too swinging Dude, it's a spaceman that steps up true, to greet you That happened. <laughs> Paul, why did Was that, that happen? Was that like 1980? No, no, okay. When did that come out? Look, the reason things like that happen is that there are always dudes in basements. There are. Or dorms. We're in a basement right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> listening true, to yeah. the history of this music. <laughs> We're in a very well-equipped basement. Then, That's so. true. Yeah. I mean, many yeah. basements are well-equipped, but... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. this is... Well, I, I keep coming back to it, but like... Frog, space rock, whatever you want to call it. It's nerd music. This is yeah. for people who are like, I take yeah. my music seriously. I don't mind eight-part harmonies. In fact, I, I welcome them. Because they take, people- yeah, they take this very seriously. I think that's very a distinction of this is that the people like Rush, who's singing about this, 
like they take it seriously. Yeah, it's like, not a it's not like a joke to them or something. No, you don't. You don't. See, there's not. I mean, somebody's probably going to prove me wrong immediately. Yeah, um, but I don't <laughs> think that there are irony drenched prog bands. Like, mm, yeah, no, if you're going to take the time yeah. to do this work, yeah, then you got to be taking it seriously. Like, no, yeah. I'm. I'm making an album that's inspired by the Lord of the Rings. Exactly. And, of course. And why wouldn't it be? Yeah. <laughs> or like 2112. It's uh, like overthrowing. Uh, uh, well, there's a whole side of it's, it's like over, you know, overthrowing a government. You no, know, it's, it's like the movie future. Heavy Metal, which we actually saw a little oh, bit of yeah, recently yeah, and stuff. Sure. Um, it buys into this whole. I mean, there's an. There, I guess the thing about it is there's an. You're right. It is for nerds. Uh, it is mainly for young boys, although, ladies, if you like this music, it makes you 8,000 yeah, yeah. times more attractive. <laughs> like, plus 20 attractive, if you're going to want a point scale. Uh, excuse me, it's plus 20 charisma. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the sound of Paul's relationship dissolving. Yeah. <laughs> no. But. I own it. Yep, yep, you do. Um. What? But there was a whole other area of space rock that I just wanted to bring up before we yeah. move out of the 70s and, and into the 80s um, completely. There's uh, two, but we'll, we'll get to yours yeah, first. Yeah, but because I think a component of space rock was this kind of uniting of the synthesized world that was being developed at that time into the oh, rock it world. Was, it was all about like yeah. the this technology. It was like, dude, we can, we can plug the synthesizer into our junk. Yeah. <laughs> and make music. Exactly, yeah. These guys might have. So, you know, this new. Is, and, this is new. And I guess in craft work even, mm-hmm. you could hypothetically say, oh, they were space rock because they were wanted to be robots and stuff, you know? Yep. <laughs> but I think new because they were more of a, I don't want to say rock band, but they had drum, a drummer, a guitar player, and then just a synthesizer player. Yeah, they're a hard rock band, man. Yeah. And so... You know, they were kind of venturing into a whole, I think, a very a unique area in terms of space rock that they kind of were claiming as their own. Yeah. That Just like Yes, kind of, then a bunch of bands followed Yes, kind of in that sound that we've been hearing before. I think New kind of started, and Kraftwerk yeah. kind of started this whole yeah. other line. And, you, and, and, this and, other and the funny line. thing is, it's like, it's back to the punk thing. It's like a lot of punks would like attribute like this to like punk and stuff. Sure. But what they were chasing was that inner like expansion experience like in your mind like let's say uh, which yeah. song is this up now this is uh hello gallo yeah, let's hear it's a the opening bit of track gallo. off of it and it's you know 10 minutes long yeah let's hear about five <laughs>
but yeah, so, uh, you know, before we get too far out of the seventies, we want to, uh, we want to start like moving on, uh, because a lot of shit changed like in the eighties and stuff. Uh, I, I, I want to posit to you guys that this may be, if you can, if you can, uh, kill the, the new, uh, could this be possibly the uh, the greatest space rock here, right here? Right? <laughs> okay. You ready for this? I don't know. Yeah? Paul, you know what it is? You know Michael Randy is the day No? This is such a great call. Where we stand. Yeah. This is... And Flash Gordon it is, yeah. yeah. Don't sing, don't sing. Mute Paul, mute Paul. Then something went They got caught in a cellular jam. Then at a deadly pace, it came from outer space. How the message ran. Oh. So now I want to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, here's the thing: is like Richard O'Brien, who wrote the Rocky Horror Picture Show, grew up with all these guys, yeah, and was true, it was true, in yeah. England, like doing all this yeah. stuff. And came out with this, which was a stage play and turned into the movie that everybody loves and stuff. But I would argue that this is like the roundabout. You see what I did there? You see what I did? Roundabout? Roundabout uh, culmination of space rock in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, is he Paul? Yeah. I just blew Paul's mind. Yeah, <laughs> because. That's. That's a great point, though. This is the infusion of it into another, a whole different media. The feeling you get when you hear that is the exact same feeling I get when I hear perpetual change. That's a good point. Yeah. Why why do you make space rock? Because you want want the listener to experience and feel something Mm -hmm. specific. Yeah. And and this did that. But... Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Why are you breaking shit? I'm sorry, dude. Alright. So just wanted to make that point. <laughs> Moving on into the dirty, dirty eighties. Paul oh. <laughs> What plaything can you offer me today? Huh. An obscure body in the SK system, your majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet. Oh, motherfucker. You did not. (laughs) You did not. (laughs) You know what this is. The fuck you don't. You know what this is. (laughs) Most effective, your majesty. Can you destroy this? uh, Later. I like to play with things a while. We before annihilation. This would be an example of a band that everybody knew. Yes. Going into space rock. Yep. Just let this. Just let this hang. (laughs) 
mean, it, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are doing flesh school. <laughs> All right, let's take that down. Uh, sorry, sorry. That's stretching sorry, it maybe sorry. a little bit. I know, no, I know, I know they, it is. Uh, actually, I was thinking that. Uh, uh, and now are we going to do flesh, Gordon? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Although this is an explicit podcast. Yeah. Right in the tag, it says explicit. Explicit, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, hey. They have flesh cord. I wanted to have flesh cord on right. Are you? You brought the uh, midget concubines over. Flash Gordon soundtrack only has 63 plays on RDO. <laughs> That's a shame. <clears throat> we need to get down to that. Wow. But moving to, what were we talking about? Well, we're yeah. we're, we're going to try to move into the 80s. Yeah. And, we did. and beyond. Okay, so we're moving into the 80s. But I feel like the 80s just so, kind of was where it all kind ba- of tanked. Yeah, basically it all tanked. You had Asia trying to do shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I'd play and a yes, song, but yeah. that's going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, you had you had Yes. And and Yes went through these weird permutations where Yes had their hit, 9125. And then they had Big Generator, which... I think if you're my age, it's in like five year age range. Yeah. Like you, that's sort of your, like you latched on to those. Yeah. Because I mean, fuck it, those guys can sing, right? And so you have all these harmonies. And it's like it, yeah. it did not sound like shit that was going on then. But then they tried to put it back together with old yes and made this oh, like yeah. horrible thing called Union. Is that when they got John Anderson back? Yeah. Well, John Anderson was always in it, but it was like half uh, 80s, yes, and half 70s, 70s, yes. Oh, and they have different identities. Uh, (laughs) And they've been fighting ever since. Yeah. But there was Uh, a huge revival then in the early 90s. Right. In terms of interest. Mm hmm. In there this, was because it kind of died out, and it became and they, this kind of it kind of almost became mainstream because yes, with owner of a lonely heart and other things, you know. And, and the reason the reason I, I mentioned like union and stuff is because people got into that, and and like we said at the top of the show, you you there, you had to jump back to yeah. something way more freaky, you know. Whether it's sure. like a lot of bands uh, going forward, you know, uh, modern psychedelia. You know, Paul, you brought up like little post rock. You know, talking about and and before post rock, even I think that um, some of the uh, I won't say all of them, but some of the shoegaze bands you can really see yeah. influence oh, in yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think we were talking earlier, uh, particularly with uh, Slow Dive. I see it there. I think I think I see the influence in Ride, especially on Nowhere. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's not so much the My Bloody Valentine folks, you know, that that was a different direction, mm-hmm. but Ride and Slow Dive, that yeah. is that is space rock influence. Yeah. yeah. Stuff right it's, it's just sort of like, you know, kick on the overdrive, mm-hmm. like, kick out the song, we got something to say, but let's see where else it goes. Yeah. Um, it was a new... The wall of sound kind of thing then, bringing yeah. that back, bringing that into mm-hmm. space rock in the sense where... Previously in the seventies, it was very tight and focused, where you could hear every note. Yeah. Where now it was like, well, let's do more of a washed-out thing. Because yeah. what happened is it, it mixed, create, it mixed yeah. with the punk. Yeah, like kids grew up on hearing that and then hearing punk, and they were like, oh, we don't, we're not sure where to go with it. But like, there's no denying that you know, eighteen guitars in your face sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so you had to you had to use it and utilize the tools and. And I will say, as a musician like that, as the technology even at that time had advanced to where you could do that very easily. 
you could buy a $200 box that could give you 14 guitars at once in your face. That's and so, true. Did, and, so, uh, and so why not? Did What's-His-Face from Boston create that? No, Tom yeah. Schultz did not. <laughs> um, and we'll get around to Boston. but <laughs> No, no we won't. Have you seen the album cover, motherfucker? Yeah. Boston's not space rock. Have you seen the album cover? <laughs> just because you draw, have you seen all of their album just covers. Just because you like, draw a spaceship on your album cover yeah, doesn't yeah. make you okay, space rock. Anyways, um, so uh, uh, Boston is not the answer to every question. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you got going on over, on over there, Andre? Just, just, we were talking about rides, so I just hey, threw a little ride. Let's hear a ride song and see how this goes. It's got the definitely trying for the guitars are a little more punked up, but the sure, uh, sure. but the the vocals are, are definitely way in that like everybody like get this the harmonic convergence of whatever yeah you know f- <laughs> feel your soul jam yeah yeah <laughs> but it's interesting when we talk about yeah. a lot of these bands I, I brought Skyrim into it last time yeah. so I, I Skyrim. Just, yeah. <laughs> It's and I was as we were looking up stuff for this, I was interested to think, uh, you know, even in this, well, most of the bands in the seventies and then moving to the nineties now, a lot of these bands were from you know Europe, more so than the states in sure. terms of the space rock, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much almost every or even outside of the U.S. even, which is interesting. I don't well, know I'll say it, you know, I I think a uh, big exception to that is uh, Fleming Labs. Okay, yeah, yeah. So moving into the more as I mean, they, moving to the more of the modern stuff, they, yeah. You know, they, they they went a little poppier, but they started off, you know, very psychedelic, uh, and you know, with with some of the longer with some of the longer tracks. I and mean, when they went poppier, it was 
it was a kind of pop that I think uh, thematically and sound wise could be mm-hmm. seen as the poppier end of the space rock influence right there. I mean, she, Yoshimi battles the pink robots. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, and that was actually um, Yoshimi was sort of uh, an introduction for I think a whole generation of people into psychedelia. I think if you had, yeah. I mean, it's and it's always been sort of there under the surface. Um, and space rock has been there on the surface, but like when you really blow it out, like they did on that, you know, it it people take notice and they latch onto something they don't want to. Like they didn't know that they wanted <laughs> originally, but they, they're like, "Well, shit!" You mean I can just lie on top of my twenty sided die and like yeah. freak out over like a robot <laughs> epic? Or they could go back and get Zyrica and play it on four different no. CD players. Yeah. But uh, much And though they were sad, they rescued everyone. But that has almost like a John Anderson yes kind of feel to it in some senses. They believed in that, you know? It's like, this is, you know? What's that? Being drunk on their plan, they lifted up the That's straight up. Like that, they're watching yes songs while they're making this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's, a, there's yeah, such a direct line to that. And I mean, I, I, I've got a record saying like I really like think like soft bulletin is where their creativity ended. Which is not to say this is a bad album, but um, this is this is much more obvious. Like their influence are much more obvious on on this sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. because. They're just like, well, (laughs) we're lost inside two of our triple LP. Yes, yeah. Huh? It's soft bulletin, right? Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh well, shit. This is from soft bulletin. We can just edit out everything. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to leave that one on there. Yeah. (laughs) No, I just. (laughs) This is from soft bulletin. Yeah. Well, then it sounds the same. Yeah. (laughs) All of it it sucks. (laughs) I like the pause. That was the best part of that. (laughs) What was I saying about all that? But I guess they're they're the modern purveyors of... you know, one of the modern purveyors of space rock. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them. Uh, what, what I was looking up, like, I was sort of unhooked for a little while. 
Um, you know, as you get into stuff like that, I, you know, you excluded my bloody Valentine. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're, they're a whole other thing. Um, and, you know, there are a multitude of bands nowadays that are uh, trying real hard to, like, tap into that sort of spirit of exploration. Yeah. Uh, because people are just going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, yeah. it, it is part of the reason why this music works uh, is because as we... I guess mature and as as you grow up it's just sort of something about growing up you explore and people explore in different ways and some people get like they need this type of stimulation to accompany their <laughs> uh, maturation and, and it's it's universal I mean because you know this is largely I mean I think we could all agree this is maybe should be largely Restrained to dorm rooms. Um, that's where it thrives. Um, that's the best petri dish for it. But there's always going to be dorm rooms. That's true. They just are occupied by new people. Yeah. You know, yeah. And there's like a whole lot of bands uh, now that, I mean, I you like, so like now, like the kids are listening to Animal Collective. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to play an Animal Collective song. <laughs> <laughs> But that's they're finding in that what like I found in this, or you guys found sure, and stuff sure. in all this. In um, I'm gonna say Tame Impala too. I, well, yeah. th- well, that, yeah. that's the more obvious answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and they're hearing that, and you know we've uh, they're hearing I, the we, aspects of that are. You know that are good about it, right? And it can be diluted, uh, and I think in Taming Paul it is very mm-hmm. diluted. I think, um, yeah. Um, but it it keeps popping up. Sure, sure. Like it keeps like the best rock. Like we talked about Midlake last week, and you know, in 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 this year it has been like frustrating for failed attempts and just sort of just like what the fuck are you doing? Uh, it was refreshing to hear somebody who not only like went for something f- that they were familiar with, but a familiar sound mm-hmm. and made it work. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, if well, this is a band from Chile that just put this album out. Oh, yeah. Take a listen to this for a second, maybe. Chilean space rock. 
But what was the name of the band? Uh, I believe uh, Phylloxoid. <laughs> it would be the name. It's uh, the way it's uh, pronounced. F O with an umlaut. L L A K Z O I D. They're from Chile. They probably recorded it's this just, live uh, out of the Atacama Desert, yeah. staring at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what they say. Uh, yeah, they just say it's uh, Chilean-based cosmic music. That is their that is their description of their band. Yeah. So you know, it's good to know that actual pure space rock is alive and well in the southern hemisphere. It just happens to be in South America right now. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess the point of us talking about all this is like, and, and we sort of like, we have meandered and just been sort of playing music, so yeah. like a DJ arm, but uh, is that like it sort of is whether you whether you like it or not, like ingrained in what good rock and roll is. Yeah, yeah. Um, because invariably, what people who create stuff are trying to do is something different. And if you're going to do something different, there's nothing more different than, like, arming 40 cents and yeah, aiming yeah. them at, like, your lead singer's balls. Yeah. <laughs> and having the last song on your album called Pulsar. Yeah. And it's 15 you know, minutes long. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and it really gets into, like, very, I mean, more palpable stuff. Uh, we, I mean, we aren't going to play any of uh, Latter-day Floyd. I, I love Latter-day Floyd and stuff and how it's matured, but... Um, you get into like Tame Impala. Vision Bell's dope. We yeah, do. Yeah. We're gonna listen to the after this after podcast. This, yeah. <laughs> it is dope. Um, but and, for it to come back, kind of. Well, and not, I know, I know, all a lot to, of music to comes back. Cyclical. Back. It's very cyclical in that way. You know that it comes. Music comes and goes, but some music just kind of never. Yeah, and it mutates. In this, in some yeah, way, yeah. We talked about, it, I think, off the mics, but uh, yeah. that I want to make sure we get in here before we close out is that I think a lot of this has migrated over into some of the post-rock stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's just it's, melded into this new form of right. I mean, however we label things. Yeah, whatever, that's where you, you know? get in the long riffs. Uh, you know, yeah. I think I think Godspeed is the closest to, to this. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I listened to their newest, the what is it, uh, Alleluia. Yeah. It's it's Something. not as, I, it's I don't think it's as good or as close to space rock as lift your skinny fist like it's n- it's not but uh, but it definitely well, and that's uh, instrumental takes like, it in a whole new direction like, yeah. yeah that just strips the words out that's yeah it's yeah, just, yeah absolutely we don't even need it's words to go to space I mean we haven't even talked about dream theater <laughs> but you know, we're not going to um, uh, one thing and, and you know uh, and actually we can either go out on this so we'll see if we come back uh, and if we don't then we'll say bye now but. Uh, one thing, one of our favorite bands, I think, uh, Besnard Lakes, I think, has actually carried this and actually, That's a good point. yeah, and actually, think of them, actually sort of progressed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to, if you can if, kill that, Andre, I want to play Albatross, and then uh, maybe talk, say a few words about this. But yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even think of them. Thank you. 
Yeah, so so that sort of incorporated all the like space rock and yeah. and all like <laughs> my buddy Valentine like post rock and stuff and even like Beach Boys and and yeah, like some pop made it aspects, a nice. Yeah. But if if you if you could imagine that song like stripped down, yeah. like it's just like the guts are oh yeah, yeah. are just like yes, just playing their. But that's the interesting thing about it now is that all this music that was created up to this point, we're seeing bands like taking aspects of space rock and melding it with other aspects of say right. pop music that right. the the dudes and or ladies in the seventies they didn't want to do Beach Boys stuff. Know. You know, it's like where now it's like well, let's put Beach Boys vocal style vocals over space rock kind of sounds. You know. Yeah. And so it's really cool to kind of watch it being folded in the music, and I think that's why it's interesting to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and I and maybe people don't recognize it like it should be, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is, if you if you like this, if, you, if you're, you know, a kid who just likes the Besnard Lakes. Yeah. Like, pick up Yes songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you're going to fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or pick up Soft Bulletin. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or, Pick up the new album because you're gonna fucking love it. Yeah, or Twenty One Twelve. Don't ever pick up Twenty One Twelve. I and apparently I can't believe we got rushed yeah. on a goddamn podcast. <laughs> I don't have to say how much I hate Rush. My work here is done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the point of this whole thing is like honestly, us to drink beers and like this a lot. Yeah, I know. Really bet good we music, actually recorded but, a conversation with him. But uh, <laughs> the point is, it's like, there's some really good music that yeah, you, can, I, you I, can actually just ignore because you're afraid of, like, a genre or, like, a label or anything. And you shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's why I was interested in talking about it, because I yeah. think it's a genre of music that, in general... Just, it's it's easy to shit all over. You know, you yeah, know? it's it's very it's, oh, easy. It's so it's easy. So easy to lots of there are many types of music that it's easy to just shit all, all over, and it's it's one of them. Yeah. And uh, but and I don't think people quite see the influence that it's had over multiple generations now on music nah, as it nah. moves forward. Particularly as it starts to move forward, I'm I'm almost seeing it have more of an influence now. As we move forward, then people would like to even say, "Oh, that's a byproduct of." Yeah. Because if if yes didn't happen, or twenty one twelve, or <laughs> you know it, that because that influenced people to say, "Yeah, we're gonna do shit like that." You know. I, yeah. No, it it, it did. And, and you know, and how forever whatever it is worth, you know. So. So did did we just get to the bottom of it? Everything. I well, we, I think we may have just about opened a wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> we have to step through. Hmm. Possibly. Just closed out the Besner delay. Is that the roaring night? That is. We'll just, we'll just delve into some deep jams. 
Oh. We'll go back to Philoxoid. Philoxoid? <laughs> All right, so gentlemen, we have no albums to rate. Yeah. So what's your uh, yeah. what's, what's your standing on space rock? Oh, yeah. what, what is your standing on space rock? Yeah. Uh, it is uh, the final frontier <laughs> of final what? Whatever, man. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm gonna say to me, space rock is. You know, it's what I wake up in the morning. It's how I relate to my cats. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> but the most important question we have to ask tonight here is, Andre, what is this for you? It's just, you're seeing into my brain, man. <laughs> this is what's happening as I walk down the street. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I don't need headphones. You need headphones to keep this from exploding out of your head. <laughs> All right. I think we've made it. We've arrived, gentlemen.